Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now at the time of recording I've had a couple weeks, a very small hiatus from having any competitors competing um, which has been kind of nice to free up the weekends I suppose. Um, however uh, the work never stops, you know, clients have been uh, kind of mock loading over those weekends um, in preparation for the upcoming shows which this upcoming show is uh, UKBFF Dundee and I've got a competitor competitors competing literally every week after that for four weeks there's a week break and then again two guys going um so it's quite a busy uh, quite a busy few weeks ahead we've also had some incredible results across the brand and for those of you that that don't already know um ali's client jenny uh won the overall at granite city um and at pca scotland my client zoe came second to her in uh, granite city um, but Jenny went on, she went on to win the overall um, and then obviously the, won the, the overall bikini at uh, PCS Con as well so just really an incredible result from Ali and Jenny a massive well done to them if they are listening uh, there's no way Ali's listening, Ali doesn't bother with podcasts um, those of you, <laughs> you that will know him um, he's too laid back for that but um, yeah, you know, really really super incredible result for them and Ali's, Ali's got another couple of bikini heels competing this year that, um, that I know you know, we'll, we'll do well in general. So I'm excited for that. Um, I have left one um, one novice bodybuilder, three physique guys, and a bikini girl, which would be exciting. And alongside that, a few photo shoots in between, uh, which is class. The process of the photo shoots is it's kind of similar, right? There's just less pressure. Some clients maybe want to have a little bit of a softer look for a photo shoot. Some clients want to try and be as, as lean as possible. Um, but I still love the process of both. It's still so rewarding from a coaching perspective, especially when that clients achieve that result. Um, but anyway, look, I'm kind of, kind of blabbing on here like I always do. But on to the topic of today's podcast and something that I, I never kind of realised that I hadn't spoke about it before. And then when I looked at the the website, I was like, damn, I've never actually wrote, written an article about this before. But something that's so applicable to, to bodybuilding itself because it's, I mean, th- thyroid hormone, which is what I'm going to talk about, T3 and T4, is used in... Excuse me, in assisted bodybuilding, and has been used for years. I often feel it is out of the kind of quote unquote lipolytics, which is a fancy word for fat burners, probably the most poorly misunderstood one. Um, and people will often sort of blindly take it following orders. I know that I did back in um, 2017. So, where do we kind of start, I suppose? So, you're thinking one T3 and, and kind of T4, what are, what are you talking about? Well, T3 will stand for triiod. Oh God, I can't even say this word. Triiodothyrine. God, man, that's a tongue twister. Um, if someone's listening, can say that properly. Go ahead and and ping me a voice note because this is currently like five p.m. on a Thursday, um, which is a rest day for me, fun enough. But I'm absolutely fucked. And then T4, which is nice and easy. It's called um, thyroxine. Now, I think many of you will probably know that these will be taken to help accelerate sort of fat loss within a dieting phase, but you might not know kind of too much about it. So I guess what I'm going to try and do, um, and the word try is always emphasised, is, is kind of put across in layman's terms um, exactly what you know T3 and T4 are, where they come from, 
you know, which is the thyroid gland, if you hadn't, if you hadn't already known, um, and just what their roles are within the body, and then just kind of if we break it down logically on what they do, then discuss perhaps why a bodybuilder may may use them. What I'd also say is that you know, if you're listening to this podcast, this is all just going to be for informational purposes, theoretical purposes only. Um, it's just generally going to summarise kind of what thyroid does, what T3 and T4 do. My own personal experience. It is not going to be deemed as any sort of advice for anyone um, and should not be taken that way at all. If you're thinking about doing that, um, of course, consult your closest, nearest medical professional. You know, that's the that's the spiel that you kind of got to say at the start of all these podcasts. Whereas as, as I'm saying it, you're probably listening to going, for fuck's sake, we know, just get on with it. But hey, you got to cover your back and everything like that. So where do we start? So for those of you that don't know, um, the thyroid gland itself, or it's an organ you could say, um, it's kind of like the master key, the master switch of the body, I will say, and it's the one thing that pretty much controls absolutely everything. So it produces T3 and T4, um, and it's a butterfly-shaped organ that's kind of located in the, the base of your neck, and it's roughly only about two inches long. And the hormones that it produces will ultimately help control your body's metabolism, effectively how your body uses energy. Um, those sort of, you know, the hormones T3 and T4, they're, they're vital for bodily functions such as, you know, regulating the menstrual cycle, body temperature, um, balancing your cholesterol levels. Uh, they're really important for your heart and breathing rate. Um, the central nervous system, peripheral nervous system, um, muscle building, strength, regulating the sort of digestion, metabolism of how your body utilizes carbs, fats, proteins, um, and of course body weight, because for those of you that probably, usually you've got a little bit of an idea, you think, right, someone's got a slow thyroid can be pretty fat, right? So <laughs> um, it's mainly due down to the fact that they probably got a slow thyroid. But anyway, so the thyroid gland itself, what does it do? It kind of uses iodine from our blood that you consume or have consumed in your in your diet. And what T3 and T4 will do is that, you know, the, the thyroid itself, the, the majority of hormones it's going to produce is mostly going to be T4. Like its total output across the day is probably going to be about 80% T4 um, and 20% T3. Um, and that's mainly because the T3 itself um, is converted to T3, th you know, th in in cells across the body, and what that T3 will do will ultimately act upon those cells and influence the activity within them and tissues across the body. So, in layman's terms, T3 is the one that regulates, say, the speed at which your body cells work, um, and you know, again, to place emphasis that it should be noted that. Uh, a greater portion of T3 comes from the conversion of circulating T4 within the blood. Like once that T4 is able to circulate in the blood, get to the say, tissues and cells, the majority of the T3 that we see in our system across the day comes from that conversion within those cells, opposed to being released from the thyroid. And that conversion happens in organs such as you know the liver, skeletal tissue, and adipose tissue, which is just another fancy word for for fat tissue. Um, and although there's more T4 produced across the day, um, T3 itself is 
kind of like three to four times stronger as it's the the effectively the biological active hormone within the body that, that does the job um however its effects are you could say somewhat brief somewhat short-lived and that's due to <coughs> excuse me the the short half-life um of of t3 itself if you wonder what half-life is it's just the time required for um half the concentration of that hormone to be degraded or to be dispelled from the body and it's why sometimes what you'll see is some bodybuilders i mean t4 has not got a huge huge long half-life either but what people will tend to do is they'll tend to split the dosage of what they're taking up and they'll take some in the am they'll take some in the pm and the reason for that is because the half-life of effectively them both um i had actually a client ask me that because he was pals who has another different coach and that coach was telling him to take it morning and night and he said well, why would you do that i said well this is why but ultimately what have i found in my own experience um that for me it doesn't really matter yeah i've never i've never split them up i've always taken everything all at once um and i seem to be kind of okay but what i would say and i guess this is probably important to note um that in a natural individual you know maybe perhaps isn't a bodybuilder um, these hormones should never be too high or too low in a healthy individual. If they are secreted in higher amounts, uh, that individual would develop a condition known as hyperthyroidism, meaning that the body cells, metabolism, everything else in between um, is going to work faster than usual. If they were secreted in low amounts, that individual would develop hypo thyroidism meaning that the body cells metabolism everything else in between is going to work slower than usual and i understand there's been a bit of sciencey stuff so far but this is where i kind of need to go into just a little bit more sciencey stuff and what i'm going to ask is that you stick with me and i'm going to try and put it as simple as i can because it'll all kind of come together in the end does that make sense? If it doesn't, and maybe you're listening to this podcast a while after it's out, um, there will be an article on the website that will literally kind of going to go through this bit by bit as I'm doing it. And you might be able to see uh, a figure on the website for when the articles usually go live a couple weeks after the podcast, to be fair. Um, you'll see a little figure that will kind of go through what I'm talking about. But for those of you that want to follow along, uh, open up Google, please and type in something called hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis. Now I know a lot of you have went, oh fuck that, exit, pause, next episode, previous one. But for those of you that are still here, let's uh, let's crack on. So the levels of T3 and T4 in the blood are controlled by a delicate, really super delicate relationship between the thyroid, which you know where that sits, the hypothalamus, and the pituitary gland. You're like, whoa, that's another couple of big words, one. All you need to know is the hypothalamus and the pituitary are located in the brain. The thyroid isn't, but they all intertwine. Okay, so how it kind of starts, you know, you could say at the top of the table is you've got the hypothalamus, below that the pituitary, below that the thyroid, and then what comes out with that? T3, T4. But we need to discuss the start process, which is the hypothalamus. Okay, so the hypothalamus itself is going to produce something called thyroid thyroid releasing 
hormone, short TRH. Now what this does is it kind of toddles along to the pituitary gland um, and tells that to produce more or less of thyroid stimulating hormone, right? Again, this depends on say the levels of TRH that have been produced. TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, which is produced by the pituitary, then toddles along and that goes to the thyroid gland and that's what dictates, what tells that thyroid gland to produce less or more of T3. Now, when T3 or T4 levels are low in the, low in the blood, the pituitary glands will produce more of TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, to tell the thyroid to increase the production and the release of T3, T4. Simultaneously, you know, and, and before that, the hypothalamus is going to produce a little bit more TRH, thyroid releasing hormone, to tell the pituitary, look, increase TSH, so the thyroid increases its level of T3, T4. I understand I've just went through that really quick, and if you don't have a figure in front of you, you're probably like, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah? Understand that. But what this effectively is, is it's a negative feedback loop system. So in the bloodstream, you know, and in, you know, teeth, in any sort of cells or tissue in the body, T3 is being converted from T4, T4 circling the blood, so is T3. Those sort of levels, uh, they are then kind of co constantly feeding back. Okay, let's just take the word hypothalamus and pituitary, feeding back to the brain to tell the brain, listen, we have enough of T3, T4, or we don't have enough of T3, T4. Produce more. Does that make a bit more sense? I, I probably should have fucking said that at the start. That's what this podcast is all about, isn't it? But hey-ho, listen, we're here now anyway. We're 14 minutes deep. If you're still listening, I take my hat off to you. I give you two or three claps. I give you a pat on the back as well. Um, but you might still be wondering, well, <clears throat> this is all well and good, Vaughn, but I'm still wondering, you know, like, why the fuck has this got anything to do with bodybuilders. Now, I guess before we get into that, we have to discuss that equilibrium of hormones and if that's thrown off and what happens if you don't have enough and if you have too much. And if you have too much, you may be kind of going to understand why this will appeal to some bodybuilders. So in the clinical condition, as I said earlier, of hypothyroidism, the body isn't producing sufficient levels of T3 and T4. Um, and things such as your metabolism, the activity of the cells in your body, your digestion, etc., etc., everything slows down. You're thinking, well, what's what's the fucking cause of that, Vaughn? Why, why, how can you get hypothyroidism? Now, it's often down to an autoimmune disease, uh, which can be a condition by which the immune system um, mainly attacks itself. Um, in this case, the thyroid. It produces antibodies um, to attack the thyroid. In this case, slows its activity. Um, slows the production of T3 and T4. Um, and you may have heard this in the sort of gen general population. You know, maybe you have an auntie, a gran or a pal's auntie or a gran has, you know, a slow thyroid. And they may be complaining about it all the time. Why? Because someone has a slow thyroid, going to be super low in energy, they're going to experience a lot of weight gain, which majority that'll be body fat, going to have dry skin, dry hair, I'd, I'd say probably joint and muscle pain. Some people can experience depression. Uh, they can be really sensitive to cold temperatures um, and often kind of have frequent 
um, or heavy menstrual cycles. Now on the flip side of that, you have hyperthyroidism um, by which your body is overproducing T3, T4. And again, this is caused by a, a different autoimmune disease, um, which in this instance, rather than slow it down, it kind of speeds it up and it causes an overactive thyroid, which ultimately produces more T3, more T4, meaning your metabolism, the activity of the cells in your body, your digestion, everything else in between works at a quicker pace. It's at this point where I hope the pins dropped and you've went, ah, right, I get it. If it hasn't yet, it will do soon. So what are the signs of hyperthyroidism? Number one could be, this is for someone who's maybe perhaps a natural individual, um, anxiety, nervousness, you could say hyperactivity, I suppose, hair loss, hand trembling, sensitive to high temperatures, uh, maybe mist or light, light menstrual cycles. Um, of course, these are these are all potentials. It doesn't mean everyone who has a overactive thyroid is experiencing them, but they're just signs of perhaps someone who's experiencing a hyperactive thyroid. So, on to the main question: Why would bodybuilders want to supplement this? Like, what what does it what does it mean by supplementing this by putting more in? So, you go back to me at the start saying, "Listen, the the thyroid is the master switch of the body. It kind of controls everything." Now. If the dial is turned up just a little, everything speeds up. And that includes fat loss. Turn the dial down, everything slows down. And then what's the tribute to that? Fat gain. I guess that's the simplest way to look at it. That T3, T4 have a direct influence on the way fat is mobilized in the body. The way our body will take fat from our stores, utilize it to produce energy. And ultimately that's what we kind of call fat loss. Not enough of T3, T4, very easy to, to gain fat. A little more than you need, you maybe find it. I'm not gonna say very easy, but a little bit easier to lose body fat. So hopefully there you can see that appeal. Now, as individuals who diet to extremes, that's what bodybuilders are. If you didn't know, the body slows its metabolism down, right? Why does it do that? Well. The body doesn't like hanging around those low levels of body fat that we're trying to take it to. Like you, your your body is a master of survival. It's all it wants to do is survive, right? And over the thousands of millions of years of evolution, it has kind of learned that it needs to store a certain level of body fat in case there are periods of not eating, you know, because effectively back in the day, thousands and thousands of years ago, that maybe would have happened. You know, human being maybe would have to go a couple of days without eating. And how did they get energy for that? Well, they relied on body fat stores. So your, your body's going to do that. But also there's there's a certain amount of body fat that's just needed to be healthy and for bodily functions, such as hormonal balance. Now, as you know, the body wants to live and it understands that, fuck, if you keep dieting me like this and I'm dropping weight, dropping weight, like, I'm not going to have any stores in case there's a bit of starvation, but also you're kind of throwing everything off in the body. I'm going to slow everything down. Okay, now we know a slow metabolism links with slow production of T3 and T4. Well, if that's the case, the individual then cannot drop body fat at the same rate they once were doing earlier on the diet, in the diet. Their digestion may have slowed, their ability to add muscle mass, and remember they're enhanced, um, might also slow. 
then maybe we'll feel a little bit shitter, right? So I'm talking about assisted bodybuilders that are a supplement in this. Not only does this happen in assisted, but it's going to happen if someone's natural and they're dieting. Um, this is going to it's going to happen within that body too, uh, within their body too. But one thing we we mustn't forget is that as we pull more body fat off the body itself, and we're having to do higher, you know, higher output cardio steps, low food, training hard, you know, stress is going to increase simultaneously with that. Now, that stress response by the body is going to produce higher circulating levels of cortisol in the bloodstream throughout the day, which we know kind of compounds the problem of trying to drop body fat. If you didn't know, cortisol also directly slows that hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis referred to earlier in the article. So if someone is natural, right, they're not assisted, but if someone is nat- like a natural bodybuilder, um, will find it very difficult to lose th- that last little bit to get extremely lean because their metabolism slowed, stress is super high. It's kind of like the stress is compounding the problem. So what do assisted bodybuilders do? Well, they go fucking right. So I know that that slows down. So as it slows down, I'm going to take T3 and T4 um, so that I can still have an ability to drop body fat when my body naturally will downregulate it. And sometimes what they'll do, and this is what I've done as well, is you, you take a little bit more. You know, We'll kind of roughly know the dosages of either or that our body would naturally produce without us taking it. And what do we do sometimes? We take a little bit more than that, right? You'll, hear, you'll often hear people say like, oh, um, you know, the thyroid's going to produce, say, 12.5 MG, MCGs of, uh, of T3 a day. So what do we do? We take 25. You know, stuff like that. Some people maybe take a little bit more, but um, that's effectively what, what they'll do to help them take those sort of last, that last little bit off. Whereas... If they didn't take it, it'd maybe take them a little bit longer to get the same level of condition with that slower HPT HPT axis um, because that's low production. So that kind of want or desire to to not be dieting for as long. But let's say you can, you can achieve a condition in, if someone says to you, right, you can get absolutely peeled in 16 to 18 weeks or actually you can get peeled but it's going to take you 22 to 24 28 weeks what would you rather fucking right you'd rather take it 16 or 18 you know what i'm saying any sane person would but in general if i have to give you my sort of personal experience um throughout every prep i've done which i've done a few now since i've done seven shows i've done three photo shoots um i've used thyroid hormone exgenius t3 and or t4 now 2017 and I think and 2019 was the only time that I used T3 on its own. Um, in 2017, at that time, it was just simply down to follow instructions from my kind of coach, blindly and blind, um, who perhaps didn't maybe know at the time the importance of using T4 alongside this. I prepped myself for a photo shoot in 2019 at the same time. It wasn't kind of common within the bodybuilding realm to supplement T4 at the same time as supplement T3. And it really only kind of came into light, I'd say, maybe 2019, towards the end of, 
2020 um, that, you know, hey, we should be supplementing T4 as well um, with this. So ever since that, I, I've kind of used both together. Um, what, why, you're probably wondering? Well, you know, think back to what I said earlier on the podcast that thyroid's daily output, 20% T3, 8% T4, there's a lot more circulating T4. If you start pumping in more T3, what that's going to do is just that HPT axis I was telling you about, it's just going to tell tell the thyroid stop producing T4, um, which is not what you want because you know everything in the body that is produced at certain levels is essential for for a lot of important functions within the body, and we don't want it like even if we're going super physiological levels, we still want to maintain that ratio, in my opinion. Now, you're probably going to sit, ask me, well, Vaughn, in 2017, 2019, did you get shredded? Did you get lean? Of course I did. Um, but every prep thereafter, I've used a kind of combination of both. You might be thinking, like, did I notice a difference in regards to how I was feeling or the results I achieved? Nah, not really. And because I think, you know, now this might be different person to person. You might be thinking, oh, well, I experienced something totally different, Vaughn. Um, but I found that, you know, uh, you know, you feel pretty shit when you diet to extremes anyway. So, or pretty terrible. So, it's, it felt just the way it should do. Um, I think maybe you could argue energy levels were maybe a bit different. But I was more experienced. I was better with food choices. I was more I was older, I was wiser. So, it's really hard to say that it was, uh, that it was down to that. But I've used the combination with myself and with clients over the years, and it's worked. It works fairly well. Um, I've never noticed any adverse side effects from using Exgenius T3 and T4. Um, of course, the reason I used them was for accelerated fat loss, um, increased metabolism, um, but I haven't noticed anything other than that. So, some of you might be saying, "Oh, well, I experienced and I experienced anxiety, and I experienced this next time." I would say, "Well." personally I just never really feel like anything like that's correlated with direct, I mean unless you're maybe fucking smashing it and you're taking a lot more than you should um, I, I've never had a client or anyone say they've experienced anything sort of um, experienced anything anything adverse from using T3 or T4 but hey I may be wrong there's probably someone out there that's had a bad experience um, I've also personally kept using T4 throughout the rebound period um, after dieting kind of kept that in until my body has until my body is settled um, before then dropping off uh, and utilizing like a thyroid support for a month uh, to kind of get it back within normal ranges and if you're kind of out there wondering the thyroid itself um, if if your thyroid was functioning normally before you kind of started dieting and then pumping in t t4 it can very quickly get itself back to kind of normal levels why why do you, why do i drop t3 and just keep t4 in well we're just remembering that t4 itself is kind of the main one that's going to help produce t3 so by dropping extraneous t3 you can kind of allow like quote unquote normal t3 production to almost somewhat restore itself however there is going to be a an interim period isn't there where there's just, you know not much T3 getting produced, um, so you kind of keep T4 in to help that happen. And I've just found that it helps to keep that in for a little bit longer um, until the body's settled, pull that out, and then by the time you pull that out, put the thyroid support in, you know, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, um, everything's kind of uh, fine and dandy for when the time comes. 
and to go on thyroid support and you know the body settled down you're not gaining weight at a rapid rate and whatnot feel good etc etc so that's kind of as far as i'm going to go down the route of the thyroid and kind of t3 and t4 what they are what they do etc etc i said this was to kind of give people an overview of where t3 t4 come from what they do what happens if you have too much too little um etc etc and i hope that it's done that um as long as you remember that t3 t4 produced by a thyroid gland they have a variety of roles within the body but ultimately control the body's metabolism and cells activity ultimately your thyroid just controls fucking everything in the body put it that way um so you want to take care of that man simple as that low levels of t3 t4 can lead to that hypothyroidism condition we spoke about whereas high levels can lead to hyperthyroidism whereas you're probably going to say well Vaughn, does that mean when we as bodybuilders are supplementing you know t3 and t4 we're technically hyperthyroid i guess i guess you could say that yeah to an extent and then as we pull out do we then come back down to normal levels yeah 100 percent but those two conditions in a normal individual are usually caused by uh, an autoimmune disease as i've said bodybuilders themselves including myself you know we're often we'll supplement t3 and t4 um that sort of lure of increased metabolism increased fat loss is something that we we of course want i spoke to some guys over the years they, they don't like it they're like oh you know promotes a little bit of muscle wasting for me but usually those guys are smashing the dose just far too high and i'm like well you could just use a little bit less not get the muscle sort of wasting um, and get all the fat loss properties from it so listen guys i'm going to leave it there um i will update you all on kind of the in every episode of the next month on kind of how the team is doing in regards to results it's been a fantastic season so far in regards to placings across the the brand itself i would need to speak to ali about his results as well but uh, personally I've put 11 people on stage maybe tw- closer to 12 actually We've, I've had 38 placings it's been you know one British title two NFM UK Pro cards one overall uh, we've had 13 wins we've had 8 seconds uh, 8 thirds uh, 6 fourths and 2 fifths and those four fourths and fifths are in the likes of competitions that do place fourth and fifth um so rather than it just be like oh they came fourth they have actually clients that have had a trophy or a medal uh, whereas if, if a client's came fourth and hasn't got a placing that's not counted whereas if you were to add Ali's in the mix you know Chloe's had a couple of results this year as well uh, Jenny's had a couple of overall wins now so that would take the brand's overall wins to three um, and, the, and the first up to say 15, 16 um, and I've no doubts that that's going to continue to increase or it will increase after this weekend well by the time this podcast goes live um, it'll already, already have increased um, but no, looking forward to this weekend and, a, and kind of a few um, across a few few months as well um, I mean at the same time it, you know, my baby boy is due next month, uh, about 7 weeks away uh, 6 weeks by the time this podcast goes live and I cannot wait to be a dad that's going to be pretty damn cool but listen guys, I'm rambling now so I'll leave it there just remember that wherever you are, whatever you do give it the beans <laughs>